Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. Could it happen here? I don't know, but I get paid whether or not we find an answer to that question. This has been the introduction to the podcast. I'm Robert Evans. Hello, everyone else. Hello. Hello. Good uh, morning, afternoon. This is Garrison. Uh, We have Shireen, and we also have our friend Prop from Hood Politics here. Hello. Greetings. What's up, y'all? Talk to me nice. I fully respect the transparency about like will you get paid regardless yeah exactly exactly when whether I, or not we learn if it could happen here here's the thing when i used to teach high school which believe it or not i did taught ninth mm-hmm. graders we was like maybe eight years apart at the time <laughs> and uh uh there was at one point and i taught inner city and it was it was at one point i um i got this idea from one of my like uh like mentor teachers where I was like, okay, check this out. So I made, you remember overhead transparencies? Oh, <laughs> God. Yes. Yeah, I do, for sure. So I made one of my check. It was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to put this because I'm just going to put this up here because like, y'all can do your work or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I what, get paid either way. Yeah, I get paid either way. I care. That's why I show up and I try so hard. You know, mm-hmm. but you're not hurting me by 
whatever rebellion you're practicing here. Yeah. Like this, this is life goes. School on. ends at three o'clock. At three o five, I forgot everything you said to me. You know, so <laughs> you're not hurting me. Now, if you want to make me earn this, then let's get busy. You know, and it was like, no, man, you gonna earn this. I was like, all right, let's go then. You know, I was a great teacher. So it worked. Do you know? I, I mean, I may have turned off a few people, but I don't know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do you know what does hurt me, Prop? What hurts you? Oh, God, Garrett. <laughs> what a segue. Is this- <laughs> The, main, the the mainstreaming of anti-Semitic rhetoric. Um, oh, so, yeah. wow. Wow, wow. <laughs> no, you did a good job there, Garrison. Great Thank work. Hard pivot, Sheesh. Hard pivot. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Put Putting in for a commendation for you. You're going to get a little trophy from the company for that one. Hey, homie, that was... Trophy. Garrison, that was... Yeah. So, that's, that's varsity, bro. That uh, was varsity, fam. You know what un- I'm saying? Unfortunately, today, we're going to be talking about uh, Con- Kanye West. There's... A lot of elements to this topic of discussion between the media's coverage of what's happened. The Sorry, past but isn't month. isn't it ye now, Garrison? It's I don't yay. know. It's well, yay. It's yay. yay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm pro- <laughs> prop. You don't sound I'm happy. So glad. About I'm so, glad so sad is about <laughs> the thing. Is like, and, and and like at some point, probably now, I am. I have refuse to talk about same yeah you know Mm -hmm. uh and specifically even covering it you know on the pod but it's definitely time to be like you know whose man's is this Mm -hmm. um you know like come on somebody come get somebody come get your man's here you know what i'm saying um yeah there's a lot of different kind of parts of this between how the media's been covering it the past month um, his own like history of like attention grabbing spectacle, mm-hmm. the whole yes. mental health side of things. There's religion, his uptick in it's anti-Semitic just... comments, and how the right's been so reacting. Much. There's yeah. there's there's a lot a lot of stuff based on you know a few a few uh, not not great statements, and a lot of interesting things have revolved around him. In I'm the just past. like pick your just pick your favorite subversive artist from 15 years ago and then picture that person yeah. doing the, this the guy just like oh yeah come no. on, come on man. my favorite subversive artist from 15 years ago might have been dave Chappelle. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know my oh, face so my, my favorite I, subversive artist from 15 years ago was probably steve from blues clues um hey no. steve remains remains solid He's he's a, yeah he's a hero. Um, oh wait no I'm I'm now seeing on Deadline that he has recently <laughs> embraced white nationalism. You know uh, yeah. and he said he said the fourteen words. Got an eighty eight yep. tattooed on the back of his head next to the blue paw print. Oh dear, wow, that's, that's a joke. Steve is fine. He's he's kidding. That didn't happen. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Because you're like, and knowing all of it's it is. And I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not co-opting this whole show. But it's, it is the Tyra Banks clip from America's Top Model, where it's like we fight, we believe, yeah. we all believed in you, just furious, like mm-hmm. we, God, yeah, damn it, we believed in you, you know, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, and as the perspective of like a younger person who wasn't really around for, I guess, when Kanye was better, or the old Kanye, this yeah, stuff yeah. has not been surprising to me because I've only been watching him the past like yeah. decade, and that's kind of yeah. what we're gonna talk about. Um, I, I would, it would probably be fair to call me like a a casual knower of Kanye, but I'm 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 much older than you, Garrison, and so I remember George Bush doesn't care about black people, which yeah. was like. Yep. That's the height uh, of old that, Kanye. That, that seems that yeah. seems accurate. Um, that was the high water point to well, where we were, were like, yeah. "He's for the generation. This mm-hmm. this is this mm-hmm. a new breed." Because, but what's 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 ill is like, it was obviously a sign of his manicness. Right. Looking in back, retrospect, in retrospect, in retrospect yeah. it was like, oh, he was in a manic episode. I mean, and the other thing is that <laughs> he really just has a history of basic contrarianism so yeah he'll he'll uh, he'll oppose george w bush because that's the contrarian thing to do at the moment post 9 11 everyone was very pro obama so instead he's going to be pro trump because he's gonna he's gonna try to be that subversive yeah. element. exactly and, and, and that's definitely been a pattern throughout his like, career I, i'm it's not just, a i'm not it just oh, sucks to see it go ahead I, i'm not a i'm not an expert on his music i wasn't particularly a fan but the thing I know that like everyone talked about is the motherfucker sampled blood on the leaves. Like, and that, yeah. that's a, but also at the time it was like, wow, this is, you know, he's, 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 he's trying to say something. And now there's a degree to which it's like, well, was that just the most contrarian, like that's attention what getting happening. move he could be making? Right. Yeah. I don't know. And like what you said, prop, like initially when this, when the, when the t-shirt stuff was happening at Paris Fashion Week, I really did not want to talk about this because I thought it was just another one of Kanye's publicity stunts kind of in line with his mega hat and Trump appearances yeah. from a few years ago. And I didn't want to like play into the media cycle of just amplifying these stunts that Kanye does, which I think kind of feeds into and encourages this kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. But then Kanye went on Tucker and started posting on the internet and things have gotten uh, a lot worse <laughs> since then. And now I feel like it actually is... We we should now actually talk about this because there's some interesting things going on, um, and ideally we can talk about it in a way that's actually useful, and that we can gain insight yeah. from, and not just you know highlighting the bigoted and unhinged things that a public figure has said. So, and I, I think kind of feigning shock or surprisement at his recent actions and behavior and statements is mostly not useful, like as opposed to just yeah. like clearly condemning bigotry and anti-Semitism and doing mm-hmm. like deplatforming. And also upon this, the, upon yeah. the news of the T-shirt stunt and the White Lives Matter stuff and anti-Semitism, I I was not actually really surprised because I kind of saw this as a natural evolution of the logical progression of the type of bit that Kanye has been doing, particularly for the past five years, and that's kind of the angle that we're going to approach this with. I, I think we should probably start by talking yeah. about. Well, the types of alignments Kanye has had over the course of his career towards Christianity and how that kind of reached the peak in 2019. So you can see yes. the kind of earliest hints of this type of thing. It's pretty dope. In a song like Jesus Walks in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he kind of does some f- cool stuff. We get to the album Jesus, which kind of revolves around self-deification. like Garrison, um, I never expected to hear you say Jesus. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Sorry. Which is which is a pretty good album, and it kind of it's it's yeah. it's before he gets actually into like Christ. It's yeah. it's more like God as like a spiritual force that you can interact with, and you can like align yeah. can like align yourself with. Um, 
Can I and, can I fill in the uh, can I fill in the the, yeah, the Jesus walks area? Yeah, yes. like uh, a port, important context about Kanye. One is understanding how the South Side of Chicago is, you know, and what it's like hmm. to be black. There's like you're not. How do I say this? Church is as normal as dinner. Yeah, with in in our community, specifically in the South Side of Chicago, of course. Of course, your daddy's a deacon. Of course, your mom teaches Sunday school. Of course, the hard, most hardened of criminals will stop and talk to Mother Johnson when they see her on the side of the road because she was your Sunday school teacher. Yeah. You know, so, and you still come every Sunday. Like, it's just such a part. So, the Christian idea is such a part, an integral part of our, of our community and, of course, of his community because he's just one of us, you know, um, that of course he's going to do a song called Jesus Walks, you know, um, of course. And of course, he actually probably the whole time believed he was a Christian, you know, because of because we all are. You know what I'm saying? Like and um, unless you come from like the FOI or like Nation of Islam stuff situation, like specifically just with black people, we're just we just went to church, you know. So and. All of our all of our musicians, you take the greatest musicians of any of our times, they used to be choir singers. Yeah. They used to be in the worship band. Like we just it's just a part of our life, you know. So so for him to do that was not strange. No. What was strange was him thinking it was unique. Yeah. Like that was the part that was so yeah. weird about like, why you think this is there's, what? Like, you know, yeah. There's the aspect of thinking that some of like the gospel type stuff he was doing was unique, which yeah. maybe was unique for being on such such a large platform, but it was not new. And then no. the, uh, the the other thing that is different is that there is a difference between the type of the type of like um black church that you're talking about and white Christian evangelical born again ideology Very different. around conversion, which is what he starts getting into in the which, late two thousands. Yeah. What he became, you know what I'm saying? But yes. that's not, that's why I was like, let me give it, that's, so that's why like at first, and I'm speaking as somebody who also came from like a very person of color experience in with Christianity and then finding, you know, sort of white evangelicalism and thinking because we're using the same words that we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. And then you about five minutes sitting at that table, you're just like, oh, Oh, y'all different. Yeah. You just kind of like make the little peace out sign and let me slide out because clearly we don't believe the same things. You no, know? I, mean, I, I first yeah. found your music as I was kind of, me and my family were exiting e- evangelicalism. Yeah. Um, and that was a very useful kind of step that was still using some familiar language, but it was yeah. like going in a better direction. Yeah. Um, That's dope. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think the, the next kind of notable thing is the more gospel-esque album, Life of Pablo, uh, ins- mm-hmm. allegedly inspired by the life of the biblical Paul. And there's the song Ultra, Ultra Light Beam, uh, yeah. which features contemporary gospel superstar Kirk Franklin and Chance the Rapper, who's also a very open Christian. Yeah. Uh, then he, Kanye has a few years of dealing with mental health stuff. He gets hospitalized. He comes out of the hospital, and then in April, uh, he uh, some somewhere around 2016, he kind of endorses Trump, kind of, 
Um, yeah. but then in yeah. April, but then in April yeah. 2018, West sends out a series of tweets expressing admiration for Trump, including that he felt he was his brother, and they both have quote dragon energy. Um, Hilarious. People like Chance the Rapper initially came to West's defense, uh, saying that black people don't have to be Democrats, which he later apologized for, and a lot of tweets that were up that are now gone. Yes. And then one of the kind of worst inclinations of where things are kind of going was a fucking TMZ interview, which there was supposed was sp- which was supposed to be about Kanye's support of Trump, but then he went on to make some pretty gross comments about black people choosing to be enslaved. Mm-hmm. I don't think people necessarily understand what happened last week with the Great Ameri- uh, Make, yeah, make America, America Great Again hat. What are you trying to do with the message you're sending? Well, it was really just my subconscious. It was a feeling I had, you know, like people were taught how to think, we're taught how to feel. We don't know how to think for ourselves. We don't know how to feel for ourselves. People say feel free, but they don't really want us to feel free. And uh, I felt a freedom in, first of all, just doing something that everybody tells you not to do. I just love Trump. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. Like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? You know, like, it's like we're, we're mentally in prison. I like the word prison because slavery goes too, too direct to the uh, idea of blacks. It's like slavery, Holocaust, Holocaust Jews, uh, slavery is blacks. So prison is something that unites us as one race, blacks and whites being one race, uh, that we're, one, we're, we're the human race. And fun fact, like, van who stood up to him i think to this day especially among like uh black media figures he's as far as i can remember like one of the only that confronted him in the moment boldly didn't mince his words you could tell he was like almost weeping because i mean that's the way i felt watching it where it was just like "Oh, oh what are you what are you saying? Like, it's just, it's just so hurtful. Cause you're like, you can't believe like, come on, man. Like drop the act, bro. Like now, now we're all suffering. I it's like, it's almost like I get, I get it. We get it. Looking back. Yeah. Even college dropout, that record was just him being now. I we used to think it was like revolutionary. No, it's just him being a contrarian. I don't have to go to yeah. college. You know, now yeah. I know like, Oh man, it wasn't as deep as I thought it was, you know? Yeah. So you're thinking moment- yeah, the at the moment, moment like you're a like fucking genius. Like this is like, dope. Yeah, Dark Twisted Fantasy was like the most amazing album I had ever Brilliant. heard up to that point. Right. Brilliant. And yeah. even that, as I'm as you guys are talking, there is like sprinkles of religious stuff in that one, and a lot of his stuff. Yeah. But he just takes it one step too far because I just remember thinking like, oh, this guy's a musical genius, and then when you see that genius kind of turn on itself, it's just really yeah. disappointing. But yeah, shout out Van for like confronting him and yeah. directly saying. You're wrong. This hurts. And I can't believe you say that. And you owe your community an apology. That was pretty dope. Yeah. So after that incident, he took to Twitter.com to clarify slash defend slash double down on his slavery comments, talking about being mentally enslaved and how it's we need to, you know, this is just an example, like and how his comments were just an example of of free thought. It's just an idea. And once again, I'm being attacked for presenting new ideas. And then mm-hmm. he ended this kind of tweet thread with a fake Harriet Tubman quote saying, I, oh I, I freed a thousand <clears throat> slaves. 
I could have freed a thousand more if only they knew they were slaves, which is not, not a real Harriet Tubman quote. She didn't quote. say that. Yeah. Um, no, that, that doesn't seem like a thing she would say at all. No. <laughs> and all of all the tweets were later deleted, but it was it was kind of doubling down on some of the same rhetoric. And then allegedly, um, some of the TMZ staffers have also now come out and said that he said some anti-Semitic things during during the interview that were cut out. Now that's not verified, and TMZ is obviously not a great source. Yeah. Um, but just an interesting note on him possibly saying some other things that people were thought were kind of weird, just thought that we may as well just cut this out because it doesn't seem super mm-hmm. relevant at the time. Anyway, so around the same time in 2018, Kanye befriended someone named Candace Owens, oh, who no. was at the time the communications director for the far-right group Turning Point USA, led by man with face too small for his head, Charlie Kirk. Um, (laughs) Kanye tweeted, quote, that he loved the way Candace Owens thinks. Um, Candace Owens basically makes all of her money by being paid by rich conservative white men to say that racism isn't a problem anymore. Uh, Days after his Candace Owens tweet, uh, when there was the mega hat wearing TMZ visit, he was accompanied to TMZ by Candace Owens. Uh, that's something that a lot of people uh, miss. Is that Didn't know that o- Owens is Owens is a is a core vector point for all of the stuff around Kanye, um, and much of Kanye's rhetoric in this vein of like slavery being thought to control. A lot of that directly comes from Owens. That that that's the talking points that yeah, she his gets, free thinking. Yeah, all of those talking points come directly from Owens, which come from her being paid by the Koch brothers. Um, And then, uh, obviously, West solidified his position in the pro-Trump camp with the heavily publicized White House visit in late October of 2018, where Kanye gave, like, a 10-minute-long monologue while wearing the mega hat. In that spot, I love this guy right here. Let me give this guy a hug right here. I love this guy right here. That's really nice. That's really nice. And that's from the heart. I didn't want to put you in that position, but, but that's from the heart. These are, like... The intersections that are being vectored in this scenario, in this thing is like, like I said, like I, I didn't, I did not want to cover this, but now that it's like, it's clearly necessary to do just for even for this context, like there's a certain, I, I saved, I saved the word coon. Like a coon is not something you throw around. Like that's to Ooh, me, boy. it's the, yeah, it is. I, it's the, for as far as a black person or me as somebody who works in justice and stuff like that, it is the worst thing I can call you. You know what I'm saying? So like I I save that term and I and it's because of the same reason why it's hard for the totality of our of the black community to ever really fully disavow somebody. It's because of our history of collective suffering. Like we've survived because of our communal protection of each other. So even when somebody is losing it, it's just like, baby, just come home. Baby, okay, listen, no, he he had a bad day. You know what I mean? You just, you want so much to protect them because you understand how much internalized like self-hate and racism, how much you internalize that stuff, you know? So you just want so bad, so bad to be like, okay, Candace, let's turn the cameras off. Like, you getting your money right. That's this this is what we doing, right? You just come on. You could tell us. You you just if you getting your money, just tell us. You know, it's like you, you know, nah, fam, you don't really believe this, do you? You know, and and then we get to be like, 
baby, don't get your money like that. Like, don't mm-hmm. don't get your money on, based on our suffering. Like you, because you're thinking that there's no there's no way, there's no way this is really you, you know. And so 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 when you put those two together, it's like. Like, why did it take us so long to disavow R. Kelly? Why did it take us so long to dis? Why is Chris Brown still a star? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's because it's it's because of that. It's just you don't ever want it. Like you gotta save you gotta save Coon. You gotta save that for when you really mean it. You know what I mean? Uh, I for me personally, I'm like I I just I don't, I don't pull that word out often. Yeah. And then there's moments when you're just like I don't know what else to call this. Like I just. You, if you, if you are selling your own people out for the purpose of making money, that's coon. That's coonery. Like I don't, uh, yeah. and, and it's it's just hard for me to say it. But anyway, go on. <laughs> Tell us more about Candace Owens. I, we'll, we'll, the girl we'll get, that sued the girl that sued her uh school sued her school board for racism. Y'all she sure she, she sure girl. did. She, yeah, she, she sure did. We'll we'll get back to Owens in a bit. By the time 2019 started, uh, you know, this is when Kanye went public about his born again conversion to Christianity and kind of his full pivot towards the, I guess, mostly kind of untapped mainstream Christian rap market, which is kind of, I'm going to try to frame some of his decisions here as being more monetarily driven than yeah. what a lot of people assume. Because I can uh, totally understand these as business choices, especially coming after the Trump visit. His, his, his stated alignment with Trump and friendship with Candace Owens handed him a partially alienated fan base, accompanied by a new wave of fans from right-wing Christian evangelicals to alt-right, you know, Turning Point USA, Daily Wire-type s- supporters. And then by the beginning of 2019... West kind of tamped down on some of his explicit uh, Trumpian political persona type stuff. And in its place came this weekly pseudo-Christian gathering known as the Sunday Service. Mm -hmm. Just like a weekly, mostly invite-only, choir-packed music gathering that changes locations every week. Sometimes at properties owned by Kanye, sometimes at churches, Uh. outdoors, all, all, all around the country. Yeah, see, and this is this is where things get uncomfortably start to get uncomfortably culty. Because, this is where things yeah. get quite culty. Yeah, um, and it's like, and, and 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 don't get it like. Let me not let me not cap. They were objectively dope. Like as as music's concerned. Hey, these are objective, and look, that's and that's the hard part about Kanye, where it's just like. Well, and- this I mean, shit is dope, though. Look, you, you go know? back, you go back a couple of decades. That was not untrue of People's Temple. Right, true. They they true. had great artists. They put yes. on great music. That was a big part of their appeal. In addition I mean, to the fact, and yeah. and, Ka- and Kanye for Sunday Service hired a lot of extremely talented people to lead up yeah. those programs. It ba- like, ba- yeah, a lot of a lot of like legendary gospel singers, you know, and very recognizable names. And again, giving that that his history and context, and then the context of just black people in general. Part of it felt like at the time. Okay, he's trying to return to his roots. It's like this is what you grew up in, and you sure. realized like maybe you've gone too far. Maybe it's like I'm so far into this Hollywood world. I, you yeah, know, yeah, I'm yeah. starting to like. So I'm like, I'm gonna do my best to like, like anyone does. Like, let me return back to what I know was the safest moment in my life, and it was Sunday services. So it's Absolutely. like, so I gave him the benefit. I am. I gave him the benefit of the doubt because it's like that's what we all do. 
You return home. You start praying again. You know what I'm saying? And just anyway. I would, I would totally believe that if it weren't for the fact that he tried to trademark the term Sunday service. Yeah. Right? Like, once, yes. once you start doing that, you're like, huh, I wonder what's actually going Wait on Wait a minute. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, performers and attendees had to sign NDAs and adhere to a strict dress code that changed every week. Um, yeah. The service featured gospel-inspired remixes of classic songs from different genres and also straight choir-led gospel tunes with the occasional biblical sermon. Often, often given by like a white guy in his thirties, or sometimes Kanye. Yeah, um, it's 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 probably mostly known for attracting celebrities to come, and then also playing at Coachella in 2019. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with Coachella, so yeah, nothing, no, nothing ever bad's happened at Coachella. Nothing there, <laughs> just, and what, they're just normal booking promoters that are just looking mm-hmm. at numbers and saying. These people will buy tickets. So you, I know I showed this to you, Garrison. Prop, have you ever seen the movie um, uh, Marjo? No, I have not. There's a a couple of it's about the evangelical movement right at the start of the religious right. Okay, uh, you know the Falwell days and everything. Uh huh. And there's a couple of moments that show an early megachurch with a majority black congregation and incredible singers and incredible music acts and then a bunch of like old white people running things and taking all the money um i don't know it, it, yeah, yeah it makes me think about that a little Sounds bit familiar i don't know yeah. entirely yeah the the and the thing is like like i said you know uh i did obviously as a fan of the show you know i i'm familiar you know garrison <clears throat> with your your history and even you describing your history of church is just like God, it's just not my experience. Like I, that wasn't the church we were in because I was just in a whole different tradition. You yeah, know? yeah. So when you when you come across, and I like I can't stress this enough. When you come across, you know, the Nashville of it all, the like the CCM of it all, like in in and these bigger, you know, suburban mega white churches. I <clears throat> like you again. You think you're saying the same thing. Like you, you just, it's this weird, like, and I know one of the things for me was like, and then, uh, Oscar Grant happened, you know what I mean? And then Mike Brown happened. And then I'm like, and then you realize like, oh yeah, no, we're not, we're not. And then that begins, then you start questioning your own background. Like, dude, well, like, well, what did we believe when we was kids? You know what I'm saying? And then looking at the Sunday, looking at this Sunday service, I was like, yo, this is, this is youth group. That's what we did in youth group. You just, you know, you get a good singer and they remix a Jodeci song and just yeah, put absolutely. praise in it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, this is, you're just singing a a pop song and you're just giving it Christian words. This yeah. isn't clever. Like, you know, we've, we've been doing this, yeah. you know, and, and, but then like, like, yeah, like same thing. Like once you exit that, like, you know, that subculture and you start like breathing the air and you're just like, oh, so you, so you're telling me Muslims don't have horns and aren't, you know what I'm saying? Going to immediately going to hell. It's not like that. Oh, it seems like, turns out they're just wonderful human beings that believe beautiful things. Then you start looking back and you're going, damn, maybe I was kind of, maybe I did kind of drink that Kool-Aid, you know? But yeah. And we're going to be talking about, you know, we're talking about how kind of the white suburban church can be Sometimes saying the same words, but also be very different. We'll be talking about Joel Osteen in a little bit. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yes. 
Oh so, yes, the smile uh, and Prasta. Like yeah. I'm telling you, dog. Like you just, you just, and then yeah. Once you once once the veil comes off and you realize like the way these people are talking to you, and for me it was like, oh shit, you use the same the same words you're using about my experience. You're using about the queer community. Abs- yeah, absolutely. You're using about the trans community, and then you start going, oh shit. Oh, okay. Oh, it's on now. You know what I'm saying? Now you're like, oh, okay, nah, I'm cool on all this. Let yeah. me let me go. Let me go to Ethiopia. You know, let me see, let me see what y'all think about this, you know. But yeah, any anyway, yeah, that 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 aspect and then I mean, I'm 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 rambling because it's such it's so close to home. This Kanye shit is so close to home that like you're like because I can see how you'd fall for it. Is what I'm trying sure. to say. Sure, I could yeah. see how he'd fall for it, you know. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. 
could just be a me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Kind of at the height of his Sunday service stuff in 2019 is when Kanye started openly talking about his born again conversion to Christianity. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote a Fox News article. Quote: "Yay, must be born again." Kanye West and Kim Kardashian shared their Christian faith in a big way over this weekend. Adam Tyson, a pastor from Southern California, told Fox News recently that he's been leading West in a Bible study for months now and would, quote, teach from God's word about how salvation is only by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Great cutting-edge journalism by Fox News. uh, A little reform Calvinist talk, yeah. This is always interesting, and I guess meaningless because they don't have to be consistent, but I can remember when Kanye said what he said about George Bush after Katrina and the degree to which Fox News treated him like a fucking ghoul. Yeah. Like Like the incarnation of 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 Satan. Yeah, Yeah. some of the cruelest and most racist shit I ever saw on Fox News was focused around that. But no, now he's now he's publicly praying. So like he's back on our side. We're all good. You know, that was that clip was this was around the time of like ringtones. It was my ringtone. Him saying George Bush doesn't care about black people. That was my ringtone. Well, one of those things, fucking somebody needed to say it. Somebody needed to say it. <laughs> somebody needed to say it. Yo, and then when you see, I don't, like, I don't know if y'all remember this, but George George Bush did a post-presidential like interview, and they asked him, like, what was your like lowest point in yeah, when you yeah. were president? He was like, when Kanye said, I didn't care about black people. I yep. was like, not the multiple invasions. Wow. <laughs> not, not the two times you invaded foreign countries. Yeah, none of that. Lost. None of the war crimes. Like, yeah. None of that. Oh, cool. Uh, I mean, when Ye said you ain't care about black people. That All is, right. I, I, I gotta say though, that's also kind of because I, I remember when he said that, how happy everybody was, just because it was nice to see George Bush sad. But it's also <laughs> yeah. kind of another harbinger of, well, that's maybe too much cultural power for yep. for one for man one, to handle. No one man should have all that <laughs> exactly, power. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We got there. Robert, we uh, got there. Yes. Good work. Yeah, so, because it definitely added to- reference I knew how to make. Yes. It definitely <laughs> added to Kanye's cachet because mm-hmm. it was like, bro, you you did it. You took down a yeah. president. Yeah. You know, the last rapper to take down a president. feel bad. (laughs) Yes. The last rapper to take down a president was Eazy-E and and Ice-T. Like, it took a long time Mm -hmm. before we could get somebody. Like, Eazy-E, we're talking about, you know, the jerry curl juice dripping on the White House. Like, that's 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 Eazy-E. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, with body count and cop killer from Ice-T, like, that was the last time anybody was able to take out a president. You know? So, I'm like, you done, you in the annals of history now, fam. That's what we thought, at least. Yeah. So but I think I think stuff like that made him think he's like he transcended blackness the same way like yeah. OJ thinks he has. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that mentality plays, in my opinion, a lot into the Messiah complex that he clearly that he has. has. Yeah. Yeah. After the uh, Kim Kardashian baptism and the Adam Tyson Bible study groups. Uh, Kanye started talking much more openly about the, the like the evangelical style born again conversion that he had in 2019. Mm-hmm. While at the biggest mega church in the country, based out of Houston, Texas, Kanye talked uh, about his recent conversion to Christianity to the 16,000 people present 
at the church's regular Sunday service. Kanye declared that he no longer cares for fame and money, but is only in the service of God. And in conversation with the celebrity pastor, Joel Osteen, at the church, Kanye said, quote, The only superstar is Jesus. And I know that God has been calling me for a long time, and the devil has been distracting me for a long time. Here's a pro tip. The only time you'll ever hear someone say, I no longer care for money, it's because they're rich as God. Yes. Right? Because like, they have enough of it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. You have then, more uh, than you could spend. In a, uh, in a radio interview, Kanye went into, into more detail about his uh, conversion, saying that he began reading the Bible during his 2016 hospitalization for mental health issues and started, quote, writing and copying out Bible verses. Uh-oh. Which is not... Uh, I, I, Listen, y'all, like... I, this... I, I don't want to be just, like, blatantly anti-Bible, but if you're in the hospital for, for mental issues... They probably shouldn't let people... <laughs> they should not Dude. let you access any religious text at all. Like, Dude. any any religious text. This is... But, like... Like, this whole... The story is... It is standard inner-city church talk. Like, it's, sure. this sure. is par for the course. You're like... It, look, dude, you know... You go up and you give, you give your testimony and testimony service. You know, I was, listen, I was outside. I was doing all the gangs. I was with all the girls. And then yep. one day I was high. You know, I was in nine gangs and I was, and I was at a four day binger. And I just looked up and I said, God, if you could get me out of this, you know, and then over in the corner, I saw a Bible. Like it's, it's standard. Yeah. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, it's, it, there's so much about it that's standard. Also, just to evangelize again, I brought up the whole I no longer care about money, but yes. every one of these rich megachurch pastors who is mm -hmm. making hundreds of millions of dollars a year will have speeches where they're like, I don't care, the money means nothing to me, it's all for God, everything like, like he's the only real star up here. Yeah, like it's 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 all very again. If you're, I think this hit people like a brick who aren't familiar, haven't, yeah had experience, particularly with, like, strains of Southern Christianity. Yeah. But the way Kanye's been talking makes a lot of sense. But it's also, I think that chunk of people were all flummoxed by the black Israelism stuff, which I'm guessing we're going to talk we're gonna about later. We're going to get to that. We, we, we sure, Hebrew Israelite stuff? That, we no, sure that's, are. Yeah, that, that's sure more are. Northeast and Midwest. Dog, yes. Right? Yeah. That, the Hebrew Israelite stuff. Woo! All right, mm -hmm. let's go. So, lot to uh, say there. A <laughs> lot, lot of thoughts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, around this time in 2019 is when Kanye announced that he's no longer making secular music, which is a term I heard a lot as a kid. Yeah, secular. I bet you did. Secular, bet. Secular, music. secular music. Secular you listen to secular music? music? Absolutely not. No. Uh, uh, no way. Am that's not. worldly, man. No. Absolutely yes, not. Yes, worldly. When's the last <laughs> time I heard the phrase worldly? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's worldly. You're up there. I'm in the world. Not of the world. Uh, that's right. That's right. And uh, not of it, baby. <laughs> so uh -huh. this led to his late 2019 album, Jesus is King. It's objectively, it's a good album. <laughs> um, it is, <laughs> but it's, it's also borderline Christian dominionist in some themes. Um, the very first words in the album are God is King. We are the soldiers. Um, and that song ends with the army of God and we are the truth. Yep. Um, so, you know, that, that goes into the, into ideas about like the kingdom of God, we're the soldiers in, so in this idea, there's, there's like, there's this battle between the antagonism against the godly community from the forces of spiritual darkness. And, you know, shout out and 
woo-woos and there theres for every Christian rapper of the world who yes. had this guy make one one record and then cover everybody's charts. So now yeah. no one cares about your Al. You've been serving at these, like, you know, Camp Canacucks, you know, <laughs> rapping to these 12-year-old white kids and trying to get your trying to get your albums out. And then this fool Kanye just cleans up your whole subgenre. He had the uh pretty funny song in my opinion, closed on Sunday, you might yeah. Chick-fil-A, which I think is funny. Now that is that's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but the man is talented. No one's arguing about it. No it's, it's, it's also probably sincere because that song ends with Jesus listen and obey. So like it's you know, um no, it's 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 a it's it's funny. It's, it's like it is, that. It is there's funny. this there's this like with hip hop, you know, as a rapper, there's this like fine line between clever bars and dad jokes. Like it's real. <laughs> you 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 got to teeter on that. And I was like, yo, you are dancing on that on that border with this one, you know. So evangelicals kind of embraced Kanye in this period. Some were obviously skeptical based on him being a black person and his gen- <laughs> and his general past but overall a lot of a lot of people were happy to have kind of to use him as a token figure almost yep mm-hmm. um we love in, kanye in in a in a uh, guardian piece titled kanye west is spreading the gospel of white evangelicals malaika uh, havali writes quote like other black conservatives the rapper and designer downplays racism while promoting bootstrap virtue signaling while signifying black cultural and religious traditions, his album is peppered with samples of black church staples like James Cleveland's God Is, mm-hmm. West advances the gospel of white evangelicals. Although he has challenged conventions in nearly every aspect of his artistic life, Kanye West has been born again as a conservative. And th- that whole article is a really good piece kind of going into how ex- how specifically he's the type of thing he's engaging with is yeah. distinct from like, like the black church tradition and is just Absolutely. like Joel Osteen shit. Um, Absolutely. The, and it's then, the Hillsong of it all. Exactly, exactly. You cover, you cover Hillsong? Are we going to talk about Hillsong at all? I don't have anything of Hillsong in this script. The script okay. is already too long. It might it might need to be a two-parter at this okay. point. I, I um, think we'll probably do Hillsong on BTB at some point. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Hillsong was a big part of my childhood. Yeah, yeah. Hillsong they, is a big part of the whole fascism thing it's a yeah yeah my childhood i really feel like i really feel like just as just (laughs) secular (laughs) just just the idea of just like secular like academia anybody who studies culture i feel like the effects of something like a hill song is always siloed into this like study of religion you know what i mean this is just this thing but like really the cultural societal impact global like of something like a hill song stretches so far past just a theological or religious thing i think i don't think people really understand like the yeah. influence something like a hill song would have and just like any other thing it's like you know i soirayed in there so i met some cool people there you know what i'm saying I'm, Cool, cool homies. You know what I mean? There's some stuff that I was just like, all right, yeah, nah, y'all weirdos. But, you know, but generally it's like, I mean, yeah, like you just I mean DMX went to Hillsong, New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just the 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 type of influence over so much of the even just 
pop music. It's like, y'all understand, like, like top, you know, number top 40 pop songs were actually written by their worship band. Like just stuff yep. like that. Like the the effects of something like a hill song, I feel like is 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 grossly under underreported and underrated. Another interesting note, um, so University of Virginia professor uh, Ashen Crawley wrote for NPR saying, quote, Kanye West has used the concept of salvation to disallow thoughtful engagement with his politics, which I think is an interesting sidebar to kind of everything we've talked about, especially with his with his more evangelical stuff coming directly after his Trump stuff. Um, Now, obviously, I don't know what's going on inside Kanye's head, nor can I judge his sincerity of faith. But I can certainly see the business aspect of browning yourself as basically the first like extremely mainstream Christian rap artist in 2019. I can totally yeah. I can see from a business perspective what happened in 2018 with his politics. I can I can see how this may have been a gamble that he took. Um, so throughout 2020, after his su- Sunday service kind of era, Kanye was. Uh, kind of running for president but like not really it it mostly seems to be a publicity thing um his campaign obviously did not result in him becoming the main president uh but it did result in his wife divorcing him in favor of pete davidson uh the the most notable aspect of his campaign is in july at a rally in north charleston south carolina kanye broke down in tears as he as he claimed that him and his wife had discussed aborting their first child um this allegedly left his wife mortified and, quote, deeply worried over Kanye's uh, mental state, which eventually led to their divorce in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kanye continued and continues to focus yeah. on abortion, um, but he, he continued to talk about that throughout his, quote, unquote, campaign. And in interviews um, later that September, he said that God revealed to him, quote, the black genocide that is abortion. Um, God revealed that to him. Is this the same lie? Yeah. I, oh, I'll man. say this. I don't have a lot of nice things or a lot to say at all about uh, Kim Kardashian. But one of the first thing I thought back when he got institutionalized during his mental health outbreak is like, oh, people actually care about him. Like he yes. actually has people in his life who love him and are making him seek help, um, which a lot of very famous people who have, you know, psychotic episodes and stuff don't don't have that right no one around them yeah. is willing to be critical enough to be like you need help right now mm-hmm. yeah um, it, it does seem like she really tried to help yeah it's crazy to think that like uh, like on you on our like 2020 bingo card that the adult in the room yeah. was going to be kim kardashian yeah like uh, her, her i w- <laughs> would have not predicted that you know her her actions in the marriage make sense to me. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, The CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. So with all of that context, this finally leads us to our main topic of discussion. Oh boy. Oh, we haven't got there yet. (laughs) Kanye's recent actions and comments linked to white supremacy and anti-Semitism. So this most recent circus started at the uh, beginning of October during Paris Fashion Week, where Kanye literally hand in hand with far right media personality Candace Owens debuted his new line of t-shirts while wearing a long sleeve that read White Lives Matter. Now, this this the slogan is obviously in response to BLM, um, but mm-hmm. the more formal like White Lives Matter movement is is like an explicitly neo-Nazi group tied to the Aryan Resistance Society, the National Socialist Movement, and the loyal white knights of the Ku Klux Klan. So it's like the the actual group is explicitly like yeah. Nazis. But obviously, the slogan is not. It's easy to come up with the slogan "White Lives Matter." Like, it's not yeah. like that's not a, like. Where did he get that from? Like, yeah. like, come on. So, Kanye's promotion of the slogan was obviously celebrated by many neo-fascist online celebrities. Nick Fuentes of America First forwarded uh, the post saying that quote anti-white racism and White Lives Matter are now mainstream. This is an unambiguous win. Um. And then uh, Tucker was very quick to do a segment on his show where he wondered what the t-shirt was really about. Oh, my God. 
Days ago, during Fashion Week in Paris, West, accompanied by his friend Candace Owens, unveiled a T-shirt that read simply, White Lives Matter. The response from the fashion industry and international media was instantaneous and uniform. Shock, horror, rage. There is no excuse for this, thundered the New York Times. West is legitimizing extremism, shrieked Rolling Stone, etc., etc. What was strikingly missing from the coverage, however, was any explanation for why West did this. What was the T-shirt about? No one seemed to think to ask him, much less to listen to what he had to say. Instead, the enemies of his ideas dismissed West, as they have for years, as mentally ill. Too crazy to take seriously. Look away! Ignore him! He's a mental patient. There's nothing to see here. I don't know. Who's, who's to say? Who, who's to say, really? I'm surprised all the All Lives Matter people weren't in such an uproar about that. Yeah, I, I, I wonder surprised. why. I wonder yeah. why. Hmm. Um, Interesting. The next Monday, Kanye wrote on Instagram, quote, Everyone knows that Black Lives Matter was a scam. Now it's over. You're welcome. Unquote. This is this is this is direct. <laughs> this is like direct Candace Owens shit in a way that we'll explain yeah. later. Um, but so a few days after Kanye and models for his new uh, uh, Yeezy lineup donned the White Lives Matter T-shirts at Paris Fashion Week, he himself made an appearance um, to, to quote Rolling Stone on the show where white lives matter the most, Tucker Carlson's oh Fox News <laughs> show, <laughs> Tucker Carlson Tonight. Honestly, solid, solid turn of phrase. That's good work, dope. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good way to write that. Yeah. Proud of you. Nailed it. Good, Trophy. Good, uh-huh. good, thank, you, thank you, Comrade Rolling Stone. So you made reference to the White Lives Matter t-shirt, mm-hmm. which you brought out at Paris Fashion Week. Yeah. Why, why did you do that, and what did it mean? You know... I did. I do certain things from a feeling. I like. I just. I just channel the energy. It just feels right. It's using a gut instinct, a connection with God, and just brilliance. You know, like as if you ask like Tanya Harding how she did the the triple flip or the triple spin. Yeah. She was in so much practice that when it was time for her to skate in a in a comp- competitive format, it just happened. Like it happened outside of practice. It happened in the real format, and that's what hap- that's what's happening. Is God is like preparing us for the real for the real battles, and we are we are in a battle with the media. Like the majority of the media has a, a godless agenda. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, in in the clip, he talks about this idea coming to him as like a feeling. Um, this is basically the same explanation that he gave for wearing the mega hat. It's like a spontaneous gut instinct or feeling. The the the, the spontaneous decision to he also make said, to make model and sell overpriced printed T-shirts. He also said that about like wearing a kilt. I remember for one of the records, okay. he said he had that feeling over that he was going to do it in Chicago because he wanted to set young black men free, so he was going to wear a kilt. Uh. He also said when he was going to run for president that it just happened in the shower and he just started laughing and he was like, I'm going to run for president. I'm going to be the president. I don't like not believe him that these ideas exactly. come like come this way. Like exactly like, yeah, that probably. But it's it's funny to frame the decision to like 
do these very planned out things as just a single like gut gut moment of spontaneous instinct because yeah. making and producing t-shirts takes like it's like a process and he talked about this as if he decided to do this like right before going on stage at Paris mm-hmm. Fashion Week which like yeah no like this was like a decision that you made and you then took steps to execute yeah. um so in the, in that section of the interview, Kanye uh, did go on to dismiss the assertion that his behavior is the result of any mental health issues. Um, then in a segment talking about Lizzo and body positivity, Tucker and Kanye had this exchange referencing body weight being demonic and a part of, quote, black genocide. It's actually clinically unhealthy. And for people to, to promote that, um, it's a, it's demonic, you know, what can I ask? Yeah. I've noticed this also. Yeah. Why do you think they would want to promote unhealthiness among the population? It's a genocide of the black race. They want to kill us in any way they can. Kanye then goes on to talk about like abortion also being black genocide, which he has been talking a lot about in the past few weeks. Um, that yeah, that Lizzo clip, like, man, it's that was like, just like, I, I mean, like, I, I, I can only wait. I can only think of like vulgar phrases to describe it, where it's just like, it just, it, it's just gross. kick me in my balls, dude. Like, like I'm, we're already on the ground. Just that's what it. It just felt like a ball stomp, where it's just like you don't have to. Come on, man. You're all, we're, you're down bad, bro. Like, really? I got nothing, man. Like, why are you going? Why are you saying I'm gonna, that? I'm, like, I'm it's gonna, exhausting. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. It's exhausting. We just like yeah, all of all of that, the Kanye coverage is exhausting. Yeah, and feeding in and like the feeding into it to, as media spectacle only encourages this type of like unhealthy yes. behavior, and it does yes. not help. Like it. It doesn't help to be a regular person on social media, having like strangers interact with you in a weird way. Let alone if you if you're one of the most famous people in the world. Like it's it's Facts. not it's not healthy. Facts. I'm gonna quote from New Republic, and this is kind of about his White Lives Matter shirt and his initial Tucker Carlson appearance. Quote: Little more than a troll, another tiresome and mediocre provocation to stir up attention by using a contrarian slogan that until now was mostly associated with far-right white supremacists. West has, in recent years, made more waves with his efforts to trigger the libs than he has with his music. White Lives Matter is a slogan associated with hate groups, but he got what he sought, attention and amplification from Republicans and right-wing media. West earned a sit-down with Fox News on Tucker Carlson tonight to talk about his boy Trump and the response he has received to his overall megaification. Carlson was hardly alone in celebrating West for not only rejecting Black Lives Matter, but promoting the same sense of white grievance and victimization that he has trumpeted on his Fox News program for years. The Republican House Judiciary Committee Twitter account spent hours slobbering over the interview, taking a victory lap of sorts for its new generation of edgelords. And the, a tweet from the, the Judiciary GOP account is still up that just reads, Kanye, period. Elon, period. Trump, period. Which, my God, if that's the state of the, of the Republican Party, like... Is what? this your king? <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Ah. So at first, Kanye appeared to relish in the t-shirt controversy, writing on Instagram that my one t-shirt took all the attention. After the t-shirt incident, Adidas said that they were placing its lucrative sneaker deal under review. The previous month, uh, Kanye exited his deal with The Gap. And, you know, several contemporaries of Kanye did push back on this shit that he was pulling, um, including uh, rapper uh, Sean Diddy Combs, who, con- who condemned the design in a video on Instagram and said, don't wear the shirt, don't buy the shirt, don't play with the shirt. This is not a joke. Um, and what happened next took things to a new level of grotesqueness. Mm-hmm. West spent the next few days spewing anti-Semitic vitriol online, first on, on Instagram, where Kanye posted screenshots from a private message exchange between him and Combs, where he suggested that Combs was being controlled by Jewish people, saying, I'm going to use you as an example to show the Jewish people that told you to call me that no one can threaten or influence me. So, obviously, not great playing into While basic clearly jokes. being influenced by, by, by right-wing other, thought. Yeah. Yes, by, by, like, by fossil fuel billionaires, essentially. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously not playing, not great playing right into the kind of ideas that Jewish people like control into the entertainment industry and like have direct influence on what people's, you know, basic anti-Semitism stuff. Um, so soon after this, his Instagram account was suspended. And then after he was locked out of his account, Kanye decided to rejoin Twitter.com after a two-year hiatus and was welcomed back by Elon Musk saying, well, welcome back, friend. Um, minutes, <sighs> minutes later, <laughs> minutes oh after Elon's welcoming of Elon, of, of, of <sighs> minutes, minutes later after, after Elon's welcoming of, of, of Kanye West, Kanye tweeted, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, which is a weird way to open this tweet, by the way. <laughs> I'm a bit sleepy tonight. Okay. Yeah. But what but when I wake up, I'm going Death Con 3 on Jewish people. Jewish, Jewish Jewish people in all caps. The funny thing is, is that I can't actually be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew. Also, you Ugh, guys toyed. I know. Say the whole word. <laughs> Jewy? That was a that was a TV joke. That wasn't Garrison being anyway, yes. whatever. Um, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who are whoever opposes your agenda with a follow-up God. tweet saying, who do you think created cancel culture? Which, uh, it, well, so- that's also, okay, I, I, I do want to stop at that. That is a much deeper Nazi reference than you might guess. There's a yeah, book called know. The Culture of Critique. There is a, a deep understanding among the OG Nazis back in the 20s and 30s that literary criticism, that like the idea of sort of cultural criticism, that these were all Jewish plots in order to like, you know, it's actually similar to a lot of what the right says today, in order to like make white people feel bad and shamed about their culture. Mm-hmm. Um, Nazis today, there's a book called a culture, The Culture of Critique or A Culture of Critique that's about the same thing. It, this is actually a really deep idea in wow. Robert, are you saying that the cultural Marxists at the Frankfurt School invented political correctness <laughs> to undermine Western civilization? 
No, I'm I'm saying that uh, yes, but I'm also saying in a deeper sense that the Jews invented the concept of feeling bad about bad things in order to make white people feel bad about conquering the world, which was uh-huh. the original. That's 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 the OG shit. Before Got we it. water yeah. this shit down, yeah. Oh, before before it becomes cultural Marxism, back when it's good old fashioned cultural Bolshevism. Yes, cultural Bolshevism. <laughs> Dang. <Sorry. Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the OS one have... version. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the that's the, I don't know, it's the uh, iPhone one. That's continue. the sidekick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You are you on the BlackBerry racism? Yeah, that's right. So this is basically a lot of like textbook anti-Semitism, um, mixed in with some Black Hebrew Israelite shit um, about you know being the true chosen people of God. Kind of akin to like the if people listen to the show they'll pro- they might be familiar with like the Nazi Christian identity idea of white Christians being the real Israelites. Ooh. Everybody want to be the real Israel here. Yeah, <laughs> it started so we get the start of Black Israelism in the Northeast and to Philly, an extent yeah. the Midwest. I think it's Kansas and New York City are two of the big early cities in the 1890s, and it's like it's number one anti-semitic from the start an awful lot of it is based around like a hatred of jewish people um but it's also this like idea that there's x number 13 lost is tribes of israel and then mm-hmm. the black people are the lost is tribes of israel and so there would be mixes of like taking actual elements of like hebrew religious worship and uh mixing them in with kind of weirder stuff anyway it's it it has a long history it is concentrated like the part of this like if you have ever spent time in like new york yeah like philly or whatever you have run into black israelites on the street like there it's it's a thing that you will encounter um there's not a ton of them i think most estimates like 20 or thirty thousand. yeah Uh, but they're they're very vocal yeah, the 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 phrase now with like most of the Hebrew Israelites is like the two children of Israel are the black Latino and the so-called Native American or this. Yeah. So it's just this idea. And here's where here's where it gets tantalizing and complicated in I'm saying this as a black man, you know, is you open your Bible and at the back of every Bible got a map. And you looking at it and you going, well, this where the shit take place, right? So you're like, well, how come y'all only teaching us about Europeans? You only talking about every painting got these white people. Everybody, you just like, nah, this don't, this shit don't make sense. This can't be it. And then uh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting deep cuts here. It's like you, and then you get into the book of Acts where it's supposed to be the Bible, like where the gospel spreads. And the first time they leave, the first time they leave Israel is Stephen meeting an Ethiopian. He's meeting this Ethiopian eunuch, and the Ethiopian goes to where? Where was Moses when Moses? This other back in the Exodus story. Where was Moses? Where did Moses go when he fled? When he fled uh, Egypt, he went to Midian. He went to Ethiopia. So you're like, this shit took place in Africa, right? And at the time, we you still believe like the Sinai Peninsula as North Africa. You know, so you're like, these are brown skin people. Why is your narrative and everything you tell me about white people? So if you still believe, if you were still sort of like in awe of the story and the person, this like this subversive, you know, socialist, you know, anti-imperialistic, anti-empire 
character of Jesus that, you know, your Arab and Muslim friends still understand as, as you know, as Isa as like a person, then you're like, yo, we might be talking about the same man here. And he was as brown as us. So, and if you're like, and if you're like the God, you're like, dude, the gospel went south. We hit, we hit in Ethiopia. There's Axum, the first Christian city. Like at some point you like, the shit didn't go north until 400 years later. So you you just draw this conclusion that like, if you're going to box me out, my only response, if you're going to box me out of all of the clear history that took place among brown skinned people, then I'm going to be like, I have no choice but to be like, well, fuck y'all. Nah, the true Israel over here. And if you read again, if you, you can't not possibly be black and read the book of Exodus and be like, well, shit, that's us. You know what I'm saying? You can't pot, like, how do you not see it? You know, so, yeah. so it's, it's so alluring, especially again, when you go to the, when the white pastor talking about like, well, your poverty is your choice. And hey, well, you know, and your reformed Calvinist person was like, well, that was the Lord's divine will. You were, you, you know, you were divinely ordained, you know, to be suffering people. And at least, at least you got the gospel because you were a slave. Maybe God was sovereign. You like, fuck that. That can't possibly be the God I'm reading about in this book, you know? So you're like, okay, well, I guess, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm ranting on this because I feel like, like it's, especially for this audience to really understand that context, you, this, this street, I, in a lot of ways, like it became like this street religion. It gives these young men dignity. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're offering them a sense of history and importance and dignity and 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 order that we you usually just get from the streets you know what i'm saying it's not happening in sunday school because at church that's just old black that's just old women singing these hymns in the big hats it's like i'm not getting that sort of like that that masculine hit if you will you know what i'm saying so like this a lot of this faith like it really it attracts young men because it's like it's like we it's like we needed that order. We needed somebody to like come and like be a little more military about us, but then tie this longer history. Because if the only history you hear about yourself is your oppression, for somebody to be like, nah, you the chosen people of God, you're going to be like, well, hell yeah. You know? And then again, like I can't stress this enough. Part of this is in reaction to what white evangelical did by trying to erase brown people from the history. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm, I can't, I'm like, that's clear. He clearly. <laughs> Your picture is Michelangelo's boo thing of of G that's that's an Italian man like that can't possibly be the dude in these books you know so you like I I I, I mean he was Jesus was black like all the, like you just that's your only conclusion and you like and these people are saying yeah you're right absolutely is and you're like well well shit I'll rock with y'all you know and it's 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 definitely unclear what the extent of Kanye's belief and stuff around black Hebrew Israelite type stuff is because yeah. he still has a lot of the evangelical type stuff going yeah. on in what he's saying. So he could have just picked up these types of things from cultural osmosis. We'll hear a little bit more about what he has to say about this in the next episode, but we're going to have to I'm going to have to call it there. Yep. That's going to be a day. Join us after the weekend. For yeah. a a special a special part two, on 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 the feed, uh, talking about uh, more of the same more of the same thing, but yeah. getting slightly worse. Um, yeah. 
And turns out when you get kicked off Twitter, that doesn't stop you from saying bad things. You just start saying them nope. at other places. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's that. Bye. Very impressed, Garrison. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.